2: You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dearmid Ling on Sports Joe. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Hurling Show, we're going to be joined a little while by Antrim's Neil McManus to talk about, well, all areas, I suppose, concerning Antrim hurling. But for the moment, we're marvelling at the fact that we're into the closing three weeks of the Championship and to discuss the semi finals coming up this weekend. We have James Ryle from Kilkenny, who rightly called the four semi finalists. James, how are you? Very good, dear me. No doubt, we'll hear more about that. And uh, Paulie Maher as well. Polly, good to have you. How are you, dear how is it without Tipperary's involvement in the semi-final stage? Is it weird at this stage or are you just... Yeah, you've kind of digested your state, the state of affairs in Tipperary at the moment and kind of looking towards next year? Yeah,
1: look, obviously it's disappointing from Tipperary's point of view, but to be fair, they probably didn't deserve to be there anyway. Mm. was a poor championship and uh, unfortunately in Tipperary we've been, we're getting used to now we're not making Crow Park for the last two or three years. So, um, yeah, it's a small bit worrying, but hopefully we can turn it around but no I think the the best teams are left in the championship now somehow
2: yeah it seems like it James you had him you had him picked um, I guess yeah no no real surprise at the same time um, Kilkenny Kilkenny how are you feeling about how are you feeling about the Clare game I don't know With the Wexford game I've given you a little bit of hope actually the Clare Wexford game because we kind of saw a very different side of of Clare
0: yeah I think um, I think Kilkenny needed a break they needed a four week break I think I suppose we're we're looking forward to this semi-final nearly more in hope than you know. I suppose expecting a, a performance. Um, we've probably underperformed a little bit so far, and uh, I think uh, the four weeks are going to be important, like Kenny, to get training and get back to basics. And um, so
2: you take you take the four weeks of kind of working in house as opposed to maybe a game in the middle where you get to learn a little bit more. You kind of felt this yeah, is this is with, what you needed w- without a
0: doubt. And I, t- I feel the way the championship is even set up this year that there's no time for training and there's no time for fringe panellists to Yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's very hard to get it right and I suppose if you take Waterford, Waterford probably went down that wrong road where it went wrong and there was no time to bring it back or to get lads playing so there's probably a couple of guys in like Kilkenny hadn't seen much play time and then if you go back in that four week break say win a Leicester final have a few beers maybe one or two days get back into it mid that week so you've probably two and a half weeks maybe go away for a weekend yeah. that two and a half weeks in of serious training and that's where I think people find form mm. and even personally I loved that few weeks to, there was a time when you'd be training you'd be coming you'd be getting there and some lads improve a lot in those few weeks other lads go the other way but it's you know it's a level playing field and I think you know we'd write off the, the championship nearly at the Leinster final stage and say now it's into an hour later in the series and really what's gone before although not forgotten um it really is forgotten in some ways that mm. you just focus on those weeks. And if you're playing well in training, then...
2: What, well, there's there's two things there. Is how much, when it comes to a semi-final and a final, does pedigree come in versus form? Like, this, everybody's talked to, to, to the high heavens about Brian Cody's insistence on form is form, but then you always feel like, well, look at the like, class is also class. Like, how, how much is it really at this stage form, you know, just down to form? Yeah, well,
0: I I think nearly 100% down to farm, mm. you know, and obviously class and, 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 and that is, you know, is massively important, but I think it's down to farm. And, you know, you hear questions asked when people say, why isn't this lad starting and why isn't Cody playing this lad? And you'll hear a team being named and lads will say, that's hardly the team. Why is this lad being left off? But, you know, I've always said it. They don't know. Well, the person being left off is obviously not hurling well enough and that's the truth behind it there's no big secret there's no big science behind it it's you know the best 15 within reason if you're coming down to a flick of a kind between one or two lads then maybe pedigree might come into it Yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day if you're performing in a training session marking the best that you have in there whether it be a forward or a back and you're performing well it doesn't matter you can bring that to the you know and you'll see that with teams even I've often said it that if you go back to kind of a club team and you have a really good forward playing maybe junior hurling Mm. and uh, I'd always say if he's well able to put the ball over the bar at junior hurling if you put him up into senior hurling he'd still be able to put the ball over the bar. It's the same hurdle, the same ball, the same goalposts.
2: Not the same time though, like not the same (sighs) intensity is it?
0: Well look at it this way, if you're a guy playing senior hurling and you're not able to score if you go back down to junior you mightn't score either because do you know what? It's just mightn't have the ability, like you know, yeah, if, yeah. if if you can't score, it doesn't matter what level. But if you can, and I know timing and everything comes into it. But if you're on a panel of thirty, two or four, or six players in a county, you know there is something about you. There has to be something about you. And I think if you're performing well in at a training session in those few weeks, mm. so and a few people needs they, they need they need a game. I think and uh, <laughs> the way the championship is set up, um, it was game after game after game. And I think in Kilkenny, We didn't have the greatest Leinster Championship. Uh, We ended up in the top two, which you wanted to end at Provincial. Uh, We ended up winning the Leinster final Mm. and they just needed that break. And I think we've dealt well with the break in the past. And uh, Mm. I think we kind of know, we know what's happening. It's it's a clear cut run, as I said, to be two and a half weeks of serious training there and then ease down for this week and uh, pick a team and go
2: play. How is the run-in party to the semi-final like? How hard is it to not be in some way focused on the young fella and the dream and the other Ireland final, and you're so close, and you're kind of you know you just yeah r- the ease with which you might ramble ahead uh, and lose yourself a little bit, or, or or is it just yeah straightforward focus on the on the semi-final? Like, does that did that come in for you? Um,
1: yeah, for us, uh, well, personally, I always was never thinking. You know, if you get to an Ireland semi-final you're going up you're really thinking about that game and more than likely not like you said you have four best teams left in the championship now and you're always more than likely going to be playing a, a top team in a semi-final so you could never look too far behind past it yeah. and uh, like I never went up playing an Ireland semi-final thinking oh, you know, the final in you know two weeks time and we're nearly there that kind of thing It's you're kind of really focused on the task that's ahead of you like, and you know, when I go back over semi finals we played over the years, you we were playing a Cork team, you we were playing, you know, Kilkenny over the years, you know, um you're enough to You can't you can't be skipping <clears throat> skipping ahead thinking about an All-Ireland final because you'll get dusted then in a semifinal, yeah. you know. So um but no, I don't I never never really thought too far ahead of it, really, to be honest with you. And you're already thinking of the task in hand and like obviously you're looking at Clare going in after losing Munster Final quarter final. So they're obviously just going every two weeks, they're just thinking of the next game and and like Kenny are probably waiting for this game early a month, so like they're not going to be thinking of another final leader. Like, you know, it's his um I don't Was think th- I don't think players go in like that. Yeah. With that mentality.
2: Would would you ever see like who and we'll say in the Tipperary of, of 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 your team in Tipperary uh in the years you play, who would come to the fore at this time of year? Like who would you see would be kind of dancing more than worried? Like who'd be who'd who would be who 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 would be flourishing more coming into coming towards semi-finals and finals
1: well, I think a lot of, all, a lot of players will get would we'll have that excitement and buzz like you know even any year we went through the front door as you call it would we'll say winning a Munster Championship you know you have a lot of momentum when you're back don't you like and you're going in with a lot of confidence and excitement and as James was was, was, was talking about there like you go you might go away to Carton House or somewhere like that that's where you used to go a week or ten days before an All will answer you're getting the buzz and you know, you're looking forward to getting back into Crow Park and, um, you know, so that's building there for the likes Kenny, like, and they're going to be you know, they'd probably, they had a good run in in four weeks, probably able to iron out a few issues they probably had and rectify things and lads are able to do, play, you know show form and and things mm. like that, so there'd be massive buzz there and like Claire then, on the other hand, then have you know, momentum too, if you want to call it, because the quarter was nearly gone for them and they got it back, so you know, it's it's fascinating, you know heading into this weekend looking at the Kenny and Clare game and I'd say in different ways both sets of players are, are, are going to be mad for the occasion.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're ideally placed in their own right. Was there anybody, James, you noticed who who flourished coming into semi-finals and finals? I don't know. It's hard to, you know, I know for myself
0: personally I loved that time of year and it was the one act that weekend away was always a weekend I seemed to play well myself and I don't know what it was but I don't know was it just maybe being right or being with lads and maybe hydrating right or maybe eating right.
2: or <laughs> I, 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 They finally got you away from the kitchen uh, yeah, table at home and s- s- some they people, could control what you were eating.
0: Yeah, I, I always seemed to, that weekend for me was always one that where if I wasn't there or thereabouts and I wanted to get, I always brought myself back into the frame, I think, on mm. that weekend. But everyone is different and, uh, you know, some people, if they're performing well, you know, every day they go, the person on the fringe will say who maybe isn't playing, there's less pressure on them. Mm. Um and they're putting their hands up more. Some of the people who are probably maybe not playing as well or didn't have a great Munster final or Leinster final or whatever the game was, I'd say there's more pressure on those guys in training because they know they might have got the curly finger the last time. They know there's a little bit of pressure on them, they're not guaranteed their certain spot. Yeah. And that can play more and them and a bit of pressure you know sets in and that's when performance dips but the happy-go-lucky guy who just turns up and great to get on a bus on a weekend away and you know God free dinner and yeah, those yeah, kind of guys yeah.
2: they you know they hop around the place and they can start performing then Would you always do 15 on 15 first team versus second team at this stage or would they be would, would they be mixed games?
1: Yeah so we kind of always we we'll say the week before a championship game we would have always played a I don't know what you want to call it, an A versus B or Yeah. Some lads then were getting offended, so it's called <laughs> Probables versus Possibles and you know but <laughs> I yeah, didn't but, think they were PC and tip. Yeah, but um don't that they used to be happening the weekend before or we'll say a week out from a game, so they used to always have a bit of a, a cut and trust about from them, them games because obviously the lads that are probably gonna be playing want to hold on to the, the place and the mm. and the team and then the lads are trying to break onto the team or break onto twenty six you know, sometimes I might be even talking to follow me, went they want to cancel the twenty six. So there was always a fair bit of cut and trust in them games, um, mm. from my experience. And um, but like the, even going back to the likes of Brian Cody, like he's probably one of few managers that actually probably does play players on training form. Mm. Like if you see over the years, like you know, I I would even see a tip over the years that some lads mightn't be performing as well in training, but it goes back to the pedigree and what they've done. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The managers trust There's in a them. hope. Yeah, the managers like. trust probably in what they've done before. We'll, get, we'll keep them on the team, but like the Brian Cody, there seems to have it ironed out over the years that if you do it in training you'll get you'll get the, your place in the team. And you know that's probably that keeps a lot of healthy competition within the team too. Because even if you're not playing, if you go well, if you know you're going to Northern Park or wherever training, yeah, and you perform two or three nights there's a chance I might get to start the next day and I might even play in the Leinster finals, you know, so yeah. I think he's one of the few managers that probably has that, uh, you know, that mentality there for the last number of years that if you're showing it in training, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, there's a chance I'll get my I'll get my opportunity. Like
2: I see both sides of it because I, I remember in 2004, um, we, had, at the only time when I was playing, that we got to the, the Allerance semi final straight through and we had that time off and we played Waterford in a practice match that was marked Tony Brown at wing forward. And he was wing back, and he scored seven points from play, and he was fuck on fire. Like I just couldn't do, couldn't put a foot wrong. And we had this strategy that we'd played against G, where we were switching wing forwards. And I was young and through boundless energy. And then Paul Cod was there, was wing forward who I was fighting with for a place on the team. Who certainly he wasn't nearly as young and as mobile. But John Connor and I, maybe Brian Cody would have played me uh, on that, but John Connor didn't. And I and even looking back, like I don't think he was wrong either, like because Paul Cod had the pedigree, he had, like, he had done it and he had played in it and he had been at the top level and even though the form was there, like, I, yeah, I I, I kind of felt he was right at the time, you know. Yeah, but it,
0: it, it creates a panel as well. So if if you play the young guy who's performing and training and, let's say, the pedigree goes down into the subs, mm. you know, you didn't look at a sub sheet and you say, God, can you have some four or some uh some substitutes? At the yeah. weekend to bring yeah. on. So yeah. instead of having the young guy in the subs to come on and playing the pedigree, often leaving the pedigree off and uh, mm. starting the young gun. And, you know, we've often created panels by doing that, we'll say, where the team has changed so much. Mm. Guys have had experience of playing, and before you know it, then there's a 20 after interchange, and now it looks like you're 15 and five subs. Whereas if you stick to that 15 or 16, there's two or three on trade. So I think Cody has done that a lot where a guy into a big game. First 20, 25, 30 minutes And um, run around and You know Break up a few things And uh, yeah, you know, All of yeah. a sudden you've got You know A Walter Welch Or a Pauli Welch Coming on as a sub there With 20 minutes to go With
2: all the pedigree And experience in the world And yeah. You know it works both ways I suppose it creates a bit of um Like 20 to 20, 20 to 30 Or 25 even to 30 It's like Well I don't care how old I am And I don't care what my pedigree is It doesn't matter If I play Like it gives hope to everybody in the thirty, to say, well, look at if you just based on form, if I if I do it, I'll be playing, and if I don't, I've no. Isn't it's not any story about whether I've experienced or what I did five years ago. It's like well, everybody has a chance when you when you if if that's the meritocracy of it, if that's the lay of it, it's like everybody's a chance at every train session. So I imagine it lifts everything kind of all the time, as opposed to like you get this little small window and it lifts and it falls back down like. It does, yeah, and it gives hope to players
0: as well. And I've seen training sessions where a guy has been playing corner back or wing back, and it mightn't be going well. And halfway through the session, he just switch a guy and take off that babe and swap a babe, and you'd go from the A team down to the B team in the middle yeah. of a training, not even a half time, mm. or not, you know, just <laughs> swipe him out like. And that guy that's going back down to the B team, he knows why he's going down there. Yeah, you know, yeah. the guy who's on the other side coming up, and that's you know, it's it's there's so much,
2: you know. It's cutthroat, granted, you know, but it is a cutthroat business. High pressure, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. I was thinking of the Tipperary game uh, with Wexford and Clare last week when we played G a uh, a couple of years ago in Crow Park and we had six points. I think we went six points ahead of you ahead of as well and got this little bit of excitement thinking, geez, we're going to an Ireland. We're going to go to an Ireland. Like, I'm going to beat Tipperary. And I remember seeing Nick English and a few more up in the media sections or Ginny. There wasn't a bother on him even you know, at half time and five or six points down. They just knew that this is a 70 minute game and we missed that. But I, I felt with Clare. I never really felt, for some reason, that we were going to beat them. I don't know. um, I don't know where it leaves them, but there were certainly a few questions asked of them uh, by Wexford, and I. Some of the things we'll say. I think maybe if Kilkenny can wrap up Tony Kelly in a way that maybe they uh, apply someone like we'll say Shane Reck did with Wexford that at least nullifies a lot of what he creates. Um I don't know what were you thinking look, looking at the Clare game in terms of how they're fixed for a semi final.
1: Yeah, they obviously probably didn't perform, you know, as as good as they, they can or probably at and near they did in the Munster final. But mm. um it's a great sign of a team though, isn't it, that to pull it out the way they did, you know, to be honest with you I, I was looking at it as well and I thought they were dead and buried. Mm. And um, you know, to pull it back. And like as you were saying there, Shane Rick probably was getting close to man of the match there for a lot of it. like, And then Tony Kelly came up with a couple of important scores finishing up. And that's just, like, I think going out, you know, you kind of have to man-mark Tony Kelly, like, to be fair. Yeah. You can't give him the, 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 run, yeah. the, the run of the pitch, like, you know, and... Um,
2: Who do we, you see ideally placed to do it? Who Uncle Kenny is going to take Tony Kelly, is it?
1: Um, it uh, young Mikey Butler seems <coughs> to be a, a, a good man-marker now. I know he's still... Fairly inexperienced as regards senior in the county, but he looks to have a bit about him. But um, I don't think they'd put the likes of you all, or they take him out of square. Like you know, he's too important to. Well,
2: this is the thing then is where where like where would you if you're playing against Clare tomorrow? Where do you want? Where would you like to see Tony Kelly playing? Where would you most like? Well, to see Well, furthest away him? from
1: gold, I'd say the better. So, like, mm. but he he probably could he probably could run in and start full forward a corner forward and give him a license to do what he wants, but. Look, people put the argument in then that you know are you going to go away from your own game plan or style of play to nullify one man? I think you have to. Man mark likes Tony Kelly because we've seen this year and the last number of years that he can rack up fifteen, sixteen, seventeen scores yeah. in a game. Like you know, and you know it's a he contributes most of the clear scores to the scoreboard. Like so, I think you have to nullify him. Um, you know, and I think Kilkenny will do that, and and I do I, I think obviously Cody's so experienced; he won't, he won't be given Tony Kelly the, the run at a Crow Park on, on on Saturday. So um, he'd have to be nullified. But and then again, you know, where do Clare's scores come from? Then predominantly after that, then you know, so it's going to be intriguing. Like and um, you know, to see Kilkenny, I, I, Cody, I seen Cody at the Munster final the day after the Leinster final. He was blow up having told the last day as well. So he'd had a good look at Clare. So you'd imagine they'd have their matchups right.
2: do you you think it was a little bit inevitable to have a bit of a fall against Wexford and then like they're going to start kind of ramping it up semi-final, final final? is that the
1: Yeah like it was going to be very hard to back up what they did on the Munster final Mm. and you know the energy they put into it I know there was a two week gap in that but mentally the energy they put into it you know the performance was was outstanding and they had a great Munster championship. every single game they were they played well so it's going to be hard to keep that momentum going so maybe it's not the worst thing to get through a quarter final stuttering for them they can bring it back up and build it back up now for a, a semi final. They haven't been in Crow Park for, they haven't been in Crow Park since two thousand thirteen, have they? I don't, I'm not one hundred percent sure on that, but mm, you know, they, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't think they have. So, you know, they're going to be buzzing coming up, and I said they're going to have probably eyes on getting back to a final now at this stage, and maybe not a crack at Limerick, but um, you know, they're they're going to have it all to do to beat Kilkenny though, because you know, with Cody there, a lot of experience. And Kilkenny, already, probably mad to get back to a final two after missing out the last few years. So, you know, winning three Lincers they the three Lincers in a row now. Yeah, yeah. They need to probably push on to the next level, which is get back to all Leinster final. So, there's a lot at stake. And as I said, it's very, I think, it's a very intriguing match now on Saturday between the two of them.
2: Where, where do you, where would you like to see Tony Kelly as a Kilkenny
0: man? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny. I know what Parik was saying. If you take, say all the great forwards which Tony Kelly is and but if we heard in the morning we were playing Galway and Conor Whelan was midfield you'd be delighted. Mm. Do you know Shemi Callan in midfield if all those inside forwards but I'd actually like to see Tony Kelly starting corner forward or full forward because I think that's where we I think it was very hard to man mark him up. at midfield Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll definitely mark him uh, 100% man mark him there's no um, I can't see any other way around it and I think we would have a position There'll be a decision made on him whether he starts 13, 14, the whole every single position, you know. Bar if he starts in the half back line, we might leave him off. But you know, we'll
2: man mark him wherever he is and would I, Mikey Butler be a man for out the field if he's out the field? Yeah, well, would, he, would he have to would he have to pass that off?
0: Well in against Galway, I think it was Mannion was playing out the field and uh, he ran straight out the middle of the field after him, yeah, and, and went around out there after him. And I think you kinda have to do it. Um mm. you kinda crowded out a little bit and hoped in that your centre back sits back a bit, but you know, the, the funny thing is with Tony Kelly, and I said this with the Limerick game, that if, um, you know, the little bit of small experience I have from being a selector of teams and manager or something, you'd you'd always look at a game and you'd say, if come half five on Sunday evening, or in Kilkenny's case, if come, I don't know, seven o'clock on Saturday evening, if we're bet, what will have happened for us to be bet? And, uh You know, if you take Limerick the last day, if they were to sit down and Tony Kelly's sideline cut was the winning point instead of the drawn point, I think they'd have sat back and looked at it and said, wasn't that the most obvious thing that could have happened? Tony Kelly would have destroyed us. And Mm. I won't call it naivety, but there's no way we'll go out there and just say, "Ah, look, wherever he is, one of our lads will pick him up and he'll be grand. Mm. We'll man-mark him, we'll target him fairly and we'll do our best to try and keep him down from scoring. If you keep him from scoring, you know, you'll go a long way to and there is look there's
2: yeah I, is it opening the door like well, is that what happens is he you're, I think potentially Clare have the best forwards left in the
0: championship who I think so um, Heddle Limerick well quite possibly yeah now I know Keane Lynch has to come back into it but I think the Clare forwards are they're serious they're Shane, serious Shane O'Donnell
1: coming back and Peter Duggan are after bringing in a whole new yeah. dimension to yeah. Clare's forward line I think because obviously all eyes are on Tony Kelly and more than likely will be man-marked or he'd be in a lot of people's eyes would say to look out for as an opposition team but Dugan brings something different inside in the square doesn't he he's he's that out ball for them He's he'll hold it up in there he'll fight for it he'll lay it off Shane O'Donnell then is, is after transforming again going out wing forward he's you know he's, been, he's having a fantastic year so I think the line might was taken off Tony Kelly a bit as regards mm-hmm. there's other options there now for people to look out for in the, in the clear forward line but at the end of the day I, t- I still think like I can't understand you know a few days this year in the Championship Tony Kelly was a man marked by opposition teams I don't think because I've seen a lot of them live yeah. and I can't understand it as an opposition team you have to follow him yeah. like he's he's contributing so much on the, on, the, on the scoreboard that I just think he has to be followed like and we done it back in 2019 blowing Ennis in the round robin we put Brendan Maher. Brendan Maher was following him, no matter where he went in the pitch. If he was corner forward, if he went back up corner, back in his own team, Brendan was following him, no matter what. And we all knew that that was Brendan's job. Nothing else was expected of him, so we couldn't be asking him to do other jobs in the, on yeah. the pitch.
2: How hard is that for him as a hurler? because like, you, you want you want you want to play, like don't you?
1: Yeah, but he like, he reveled in it. Like obviously he's a good player himself, but yeah, he knew his job. His job was to stop him from getting the ball in his hand, and that was his job for the mm. day. And we knew that was his job, so we couldn't be looking for him to do other jobs under 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 pitch. He was looking after Tony Kelly, and he done it down to t that day. And like I think, if you're telling the likes of a Mikey Butler or, yeah. you know, Paddy Deegan or whoever, look, your your job today is to stop getting, do the ball into Tony Kelly's hand, and that's your job, and you're doing it for the team. Like, it's fairly straightforward for a player then, isn't it? Like,
2: What, what was the effect when you played uh, Claire in that game where that's Brendan Maher and Brendan has his own role normally and now he has this other role where he has a, a very particular job and that's all he has to do. How did that affect your shape in how you played the way you normally would have played?
1: Well, it didn't really affect us that much because, like, hurling now, there's no real shape to, like, Clare are going to we say if you're playing clear, Tony Kelly's going to go and roam anyway. Yeah. So there's no shape as regards their forward line as such. So like you're, go- as a back, you have to mark your man. So no matter where they go, you're going to have to mark him in general play and it didn't really affect us. We knew, we knew what his job was and we knew the rest of our roles then. Obviously, this, probably the centre back um, would, have t- would have to sit, would sit, mind the house a bit more. Mm. But other than that, the lads knew the role Like, and I think similar to Kenny, might be do that on Saturday as well with, you know, Richard Reed will probably hold hold the fort in like yeah. he's been doing since he came to the team, and everyone else will be given their job. And you know, if Tony Kelly moving around creates space, I think Richard Reed will be there to just sit back and cover
3: it off.
2: How do you see? <coughs> how do you see that if Tony Kelly was a starting corner forward and then just drift out to midfield and bring Mikey Butler out, and then for the space that, that creates inside, <coughs> I mean, I don't know who inside with Duggan. I I don't know what maybe like if. As Shane O'Donnell went in, or you know, somebody went in to try and exploit that space. of two, do you see Kenny dropping somebody back uh, to to allow Richard to filter back into that? Kind of cover up that ho- hole a little bit more. Or?
0: I do but Hugh Lawler is very pacey, and I think mm-hmm. if Hugh Lawler is left full back on his own, I I back him to you know win any race over twenty or thirty yards out to the side. But you know, you're you're back in your team that time that that these players aren't giving in this kind of a ball, you know. So you've often seen where a guy will say, God, this lad had a brilliant second half. He hurled him up a stick. But he didn't really hurl him up a stick. It's just no ball came in. Mm. And you're trying to limit that ball coming in. Um, So I think Kenny will, you know, the four teams left in the Championship, I think, are very traditional style within reason. There's no big bonkers tactics. You know, I know Tony Kelly will, will run free. But, you know, just even to the Limerick, if you look at Limerick beating... Clare in the Munster final, you know, Clare stood up to him nearly kind of 15 on 15 within reason. Yourselves, Tipperary, when you went toe to toe for 60 odd minutes and even the year previous. That's the best way, I think, to get at the likes of the Limerick. And mm. I think Galway will do the same. he play that. There's not going to be any massive, I suppose, I, won't, I don't want to say there's no tactics. And of course, everyone uh, pulls back and covers the man and, you know, I've covered space. But yeah. There's, no, there's nothing crazy going to happen in the teams that are left.
2: Cork drew it out of E, I I think, the second year, um, where they were playing, they were playing the ball out from the kind of back line and then he started kind of almost inviting them into it, and then there was a hard press, and Limericker, they probably played the hardest press in the game. i I'm, I'm, i imagine Kilkenny, like I don't know, it's not necessarily a feature of your your play, but it, it definitely will be demanded of them against Clare because you give them that kind of space, they can play like. Yeah, you give anyone the
0: space, I suppose, and they can play. And um, I think we're going to see two very close games. Now, you know, people might say it differently. Mm-hmm. And um,
2: I wonder about Galway. Yeah, it, it'd be yeah, interesting. Look, yeah. the
0: farm, the farm is in Munster. There's no point in in in, in saying it's not. But you know, w- w- when you narrow it down and you match it up, and you know, I'd be matching up the Lecy Kenny players with some of the Clare players, and I just think, yeah, I think they have a very strong forward line. But I think Kenny's defence is one of the you know one of the strongest mm-hmm. defences as well. Um so it's very hard to So see. who do you see
2: who do you see then? Who do you see in, in, in the matchup? So Lawler is going to be well, fine Loller, fine on Duggan. There's no yeah. real concern there. Um inside if the full back line holds its holds shape, Mikey Butler, will will Podic start? I mean you're not maybe you're not training, so you don't no. know what the form is like, but <laughs> I mean I meant to ring Brian before
0: I come in, yeah. but uh <laughs> Look, if he's playing well enough, and you know that's not being dismissive of the question, but if he's playing well enough, just he'll start. And if he's not, he won't. And you know, he's definitely not being left on the line because he's been punished for some reason. He's obviously not in the greatest vein of form. But yeah. going back to that four weeks, that's where if he's motoring mm-hmm. these few weeks in there, and like this uh, last weekend just gone, we'll say any trainers over that weekend will be big for picking the team. Yeah, uh, this weekend
2: coming, midfield. David Fitzgerald, does he need uh, like a, a particular a particular player? I don't know. Uh, Conor Fogarty, Adrian Mullen. Like you want Mullen to be more free to play? His, would you like to see him free to play his own game and Fitzgerald to be kind of marshalled a little bit more? Or was the Limerick performance maybe? He can, yeah, like he he had a great game, but he wasn't wasn't as good the last day.
1: Yeah, he's he's ha- he's been overall though he's been brilliant this year. They've sure, been, he's been here, picking yeah. off four or five pints a game. there. Um so he will need a bit looking after but um to be interesting, but I think the middle of the pitch anyway is going to be fairly congested. Congested the way both teams kinda of play, as you were saying, James, to kinda of come back the field a bit and crowd out the middle. So it's gonna be fairly uh hectic in the in the middle third there on on Saturday. So um but I think Kilkenny have a lot of I suppose both players kinda of match up, both sets of players match up fairly well. Like you Lawler and Doug and that could be a, a great battle, you know. Yeah. Um likewise Conor Cleary maybe on TJ Reid or something like that they're going yeah. to be there's going to be fascinating battles over the pitch and I think the Kilkenny and Clare game is going to be very tight and close going to be hard to call a winner compared to I think maybe I think Limerick are going to have way too much for Galway myself on Sunday then
2: yeah yeah. Owen Cody like if there if there is a Kilkenny hurler is going to get special mention in the, or special attention in the forwards as well Rory, I mean Rory Hayes. I don't know what I don't know whether he's going to feature or not. I don't think it was an injury that he was pulled off for the last day. Like I think it was just the flurry around what had happened and the suspension. Um, Paul Flanagan has been outstanding cornerback, so maybe he's going to he's going to pay, he's going to detail him. I'd imagine. Yeah, seven or eight minutes though it's shock and quick to pull a lad
0: off. No matter you know I.
2: But it, <clears throat> I love that about Lohan at the same time because yeah. he was like, well, your man just. Turned around and ran straight across his own goal. He had missed the ball just before that. And he said, "Right, well, look at his head, isn't it? Maybe you give him a chance to figure it out." But switch corners, maybe? Or, yeah. Big call. He's such what? a he's big, such, such a big
1: player for them. Big yeah. call. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the country, and then he just whips him off like so. But well, he, we don't, we don't, he,
2: wouldn't like to see. He's not. He's he knows that that commentary is there, and he's conceded fourteen points in in two games. I can't imagine Lohan... I'd say Lohan now looking at Frank beside him for years, like, and Frank is li- leaving a point or two go every game, and then he sees this fella who has an All Star player of the year, and people are talking about mm. him as in these these levels, and then he's shipping that kind of score. Like, I can't imagine Lohan is too fond of that either. Like,
1: yeah, no, I was at the Munster I was at the monster final. Jamie Flanagan did, you know, rack up a fair scores, and some of them are outrageous scores mm. that day, and some of the balls in were you'd know from playing corner back if the ball is delivered in perfectly the way it was to sure is it's, it's like, indefendable yeah. like, but to me he's one of the best defenders obviously maybe he has been shipped a few scores the last two days but did he, did he even get a chance to ship a few scores against, against Wexford he was gone there. so quick Like
0: yeah, there was doubt there there had to be doubt yeah. before the game that you know it was obviously playing in Lone's mind that did I make the right call here is this man motor and then and the first five or six minutes made up his mind and he met the call. But. You don't
1: know. He could have like he could have had an, a knock yeah. with I know, I know, I know yeah. he jogged off the pitch after being taken off, but he could have been carrying a knock or he could have been sick. We we just don't know, like you know. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh so you are you're on the same side with the Limerick um Galway game. I find it interesting with the commentary around Galway, uh, particularly Probably Connor Cooney and Joseph Cooney aside, I would say. I feel like, you know, Cahill Mannion, um, Tom Monaghan, Concannon, like they come in for an awful lot of talk. I've always liked Jason Flynn, but I haven't seen him really consistently delivering it. But there is a lot of talk about the capability of the Cowboy Lads, but I, I they're still very much, like a lot of the scores they got the last day. Cooney scored an outrageous uh, one. Whelan, I mean, his the one, two or three that he scored, they were all in the margins. They scored a lot missed a lot on on the margins like I haven't seen I'm looking at the Galway games thinking Jesus like where where where's the resty like just give us a, there's a little there's more there and I don't know is it Shefflin as manager and or the loss of Joe Canning and the effect of that or playing in the shadow of Joe Canning for so long or whatever it is but they're just all the deta- all the um, the ingredients are there but I just I, I, there's something it's just, I'm You're just cl- mad to I'm just get- shake them, yeah, yeah, I am. I am like, because I feel there's more, and I and we're not getting it.
1: Yeah, no, and I just can't. I just don't know where it's going to come from on Sunday against mm. Limerick. Like, obviously, Limerick are an outstanding team, and they're in great form, and you know they're going to be mad to get back for the possibility of three in a row. So, I can't see from you know, looking at the quarter final. Like, I think Cork left that behind them. The chances they missed. Mm and you know, and Cork
2: were horrendous on the day. Yeah. I mean, the first half they were non-existent so I think like.
1: they kind of let Galway off the hook a bit so I just can't see where it's going to come from and on Sunday um, you know the league game blown in Limerick at the start of the year that like Galway won Limerick were down a good number of players now they, they stood up to him physically but I don't know is that going to be enough again this Sunday like I think it'll be you know meat and drink to to Limerick that phys- physical game you know and I just don't think I just can't see where the Galway are going to win. How are they going to win this game? You know, Conor Whelan is going to have to be outstanding again. Mm. You know, he's going to need a bit of help. You know, along with that from, if it's Con- Cannon or you know Conor Cooney. Mm. You know, we just don't know. Like, will Joe Cooney have to go back centre back? Is Garold McInerney going to be fit? He's going to be a massive loss. Yeah, if he's not going to be right after the last day. So, I just can't see. I just can't see Galway. I think Limerick are going to win this six seven eight points I think myself. Yeah. Um I just I don't I don't have any confidence in Galway finance with Jen you, you hit the nail on the head starting off there in the conversation that you know it's just the consistency. That's the one thing you don't know if it's going to come with Galway like Limerick are consistent. In fairness to Kenny they're they're winning provincial championships. They're getting there thereabouts at the end of every year. Galway are not consistent enough for me and you just don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to come again this Sunday like
2: yeah, I always find it's a good sign when it's in, like, when it's in the body. Like when I'm not analyzing and trying to like articulate what's goes Just like you just feel it. Like it's like there's something else there, and I don't know how. Like, what do you see? <clears throat> what's Shefflin? What's Shefflin brought in? Ter- what can you see that's observable of, of what Shefflin has brought to Galway? And is there a chance that he can unlock something more that well, they're going to need?
0: Just on the game itself. Um I think expectation is gone now from Galway. You know, there, I think there was serious pressure on him in a the quarter final. They'd lost the Leinster final. Um, you know, it was if you lose a quarter final in Galway, the losers of Galway in Cork it was going to be a failure of a year. Yeah. There's no way of you yeah. can't, you know there's no way of buttoning it up any better. It was going to be a failure of a year. I think Galway got through that. Now they're into a quarter final or into a semifinal. They're 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 one of four teams. They've got the least pressure, I think, of the four. Mm. Um, Kilkenny are going for three losses in a row in a semi-final you know losing semi-final is not a step forward for Kilkenny Yeah, uh, Clare there's talks of this you know limerick Clare thing but at the end of the day if Clare after losing the Munster final and are betting a semi-final it's, you know it doesn't top off a great year yeah. but I think Galway expectation is gone and that's why I think we're going to get a Galway performance is it good enough to beat Limerick I probably think not but I think the expectation is gone and because of that I think Galway will turn up Um and a bit freer Like they'll just be f- Free to go like f- Free to go In a semi-final Chance of getting to an All Ireland It's a kind of a You know There's no real pressure on them. And um, you could see the pressure In Turles the last day They hurled like a team That was under pressure um, Now they're coming in The majority of their supporters Everyone out there Is going to be saying All oh, Limerick, Limerick, Limerick and, and rightly so They deserve to be saying that Galway have done very little To say that uh, They deserve to go win the game mm. But I just have a sneaky feeling that they will turn up, and that both games, Saturday and Sunday, will be a lot closer than we think.
2: Is there any danger that Limerick won't? Taking her eye off the ball, see Galway as the—I mean, the subconsciously these things are always playing, and you know you can tell a player uh, of hundred hours a day, like you have to be focused on this, you have to focus on this. But Galway it do seem like the weaker link at the moment. Like,
0: well, it does. Well, what will happen is you see, there's no, there's no second chance now. There's no back door. Um, mm. And in the round robin, if, if it went wrong for Limerick, they would have a chance. I think all the teams, if I go back to Kilkenny um, back in the day, if we were going out and we were expected to win a game, often a game ended up in maybe being a draw, you know, or we'd be just about to lose. You get the replay and people say, God, Cody got it right for the replay. Yeah. But if a lot of it was that you copped on to what happened, Galway came or some team came and they brought something to us that we hadn't really seen. And we focused on our own ability. And then what the opposing team brought us, just true as that day but you have a week then to get it right and to sort it out so you go back to Clare in the Munster final you know I think if they played him the week after would they have left Tony Kelly to freedom him at the park again not a hope um, and yeah. Galway might just turn up with something that little bit more physicality you know Limerick get caught in their own little positions like if you are a, a Limerick cornerback you're going to have to mark a, a, a Galway man you know they will set up fairly traditional you know Sheffield's not into a big sweep or, or do nothing massively different Pressure is off and I think you will see a performance. Um definitely.
2: Is that the, go on?
1: No, I, I yeah, it's just I just feel with that I Limerick are going to have Keen Lynch probably back, Peter Casey. I see John Kylie came out and said that they're 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 available they're, for they're, selection. They're good, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think Keane Barry Lynch Murphy, is maybe a little so bit slow, but. whether he starts them or not is another thing, but like even if he doesn't, there's another three options that they they can throw in. If the thing is going a bit away from our to re-energise, yeah. Can you imagine Keelinch coming off the bench with twenty minutes to go to the lift? It'll give the team, the supporters. You know, I just, I just think it's. Okay, all, all signs are t- telling me that Limerick are going to. Not I mean, going, we're prob- not going to be stopped.
2: We're probably all start. We're everyone starting at the point of Limerick are, are going to win it and yeah. we we're kind of trying to find reasons that well, Galway are going uh, yeah. to be close I'm, I'm not more than, sure Limerick
0: are hurling as well as they have hurled in, in previous years they took
2: a lot from the Munster Championship though didn't they they learned a lot against Clare like I I, I wonder like Clare were going to suffer that as Lohan talked about but God, it seemed like Limerick came out I John, think Kylie was yeah. smiling after it. he was like we learned a lot there we were delighted to have gotten the test and we learned a lot it was like an advancement instead of something that pulled the. I back think anyway. the chase
0: and pack are probably not getting there and that's a bigger concern you know like mm. the Limerick are Well Clare have now Clare have now yeah Yeah. I suppose you know I think Tony Kelly was even injured was a part of last year and they didn't have every player available that they have so there might be showing their true potential now Clare but Limerick might not be shooting the lights out like they were Um, and I think if they I suppose if they end up beating Clare in a Munster final which they've done if they end up beating Galway in an Ireland semi and let's say Kilkenny were to Cause a surprise <laughs> and overturned Clare in a semi final. Yeah. You now have uh, a Clare, Galway, and Kilkenny to go win an All Ireland. And I think, I don't mean they have to do that to be justified as a great team, but I think we can sit back and say, three in a row, one, we've beaten those three teams. Like, if we go back to the Kilkenny team and six to nine, four All Ireland's, we'll say, inclusive, when we went in in 2010 and ye beat us. Um, even though we had four All-Irelands won and we went to the last game in the fifth year, we'll say, right up to, uh, you know, 70 minutes away from five in a row, I think we needed to win in 2011 to justify that team. Because if that was the case, then in nine. Why, like, why would you?
2: Why did you need to justify well, it? Like, why, why, why aren't four All Irelands in four years? Like, why, why is that not enough? Like, what, do you, well, what
0: needs to be justified? Like, quite oh. simply, when Parry goes beside me here, we beat tip in nine, but luckily enough to be tip, it was a very close game, very little in it. We we scored a late goal
2: tip, That's when the chase and pack caught you wasn't it? That well, Tipperary pulled up to you in the league quarter semi or the league final that year was the first time you were yeah, but Tip matched.
0: got Tip got caught in seven and eight, and if they didn't get caught. Uh, how much of a difference would we have do you know like if you go back Mm. to the Limerick team there now after beating a Cork in an All Ireland, which is an absolute cakewalk Uh, Watford uh, the year previous it was another pretty much of a cakewalk like I can picture uh, Gerard Hegarty scoring a point at one of those All Irons near the end of the game and he's he's actually smiling putting the ball over the bar you can see a smile on his face Like, he should be he should be nearly fainting When he's doing it With pressure You know what I mean mm. That's what an Ireland is And You know I think we'd have felt If we'd have lost The 11 Ireland We'd have played Tip and three Irelands And lost two of them And I think that'd have Taken the gloss Off what we'd have done mm. And You know By all mean regards I'd say Blow and Limerick at the moment I think they want Kilkenny In a final They'd love to meet Kilkenny Because it's the one thing That's probably there to say And You know it's very from from my point of view. I don't even know do I want to win the semi final in the sense that you know I don't. I'm not sure. Can we compete? Yeah. Um, we can compete in every way, but I don't think we might be have the ability to go win in Ireland or yeah. win two games in a row. I think we can definitely be clear. But Limerick will love I think to beat Galway and to meet Kilkenny and beat Kilkenny and didn't have a perfect three in a row. Mm.
1: I think like I know I was, I was saying there. I think I can not see that under the Limerick victory, but do I I think. Out of the two teams Galway have a better chance Of beating Limerick Than Cork would have If Cork would have won Yeah If that makes sense to you But
2: It sure makes perfect sense yeah. I mean they the best probably Well with the exception of Clare I suppose Like they definitely have a better yeah. chance But out of the two that would want to come true From that game yeah. To play Limerick I but think Klikenny Galway Kenny included I think Galway have
1: a better Galway awesome have, chance Galway have You know Maybe some of the Materials or artillery <clears> Maybe to, to try and upset Limerick But It's going to take one hell of an effort And I think Limerick Have a real off day For me to for that to happen,
2: mm. are you? Uh, how about uh, are you? Would you have suspected that about Kilkenny, like the domination of that time, and then like it it mattered to them, the Tipperary, that the, the beachy two out of three as opposed to being bet two out of three. Uh, would you would you have, would you have thought that at the time between that that kind of, that that rivalry was so intense there, um, as opposed to just Kilkenny kind of yeah in this just period of great domination. Yeah, I suppose it
1: probably did kind of work Kilkenny a bit. The Tipperary were kind of... Because there wasn't other, many other teams really competing against Kilkenny, was there, back... You know, they, they won a lot of their games fairly handily. I know, mm. let say, oh four, five 4 5 and 6 Cork were, were were decent, but then there was a bit of a gap, wasn't there? Like, there was, there was no real, you know, team competing with Kilkenny that, that much. And then I think Tip came along and kinda of ruffled the feathers a bit for a year or two, yeah. like, you know, so that, I think that kind of and then obviously the old age old rivalry of Tipp Kilkenny kind of it probably helped Kilkenny lads I say in a way to, you know, come back every year and say probably eyeing up the Tipperary game, I suppose we'll say they won six, seven, eight fairly fairly handily. And it then did, yeah. and then I suppose it kinda of helped Kilkenny, if, you know, in hindsight that they knew coming in that Tipperary were coming and they didn't want to relinquish you know, mm. out crowned crown to their, their rivals, mm. like, you know.
0: Look at it a different way. Let's just say a miracle happened and Kilkenny won this Or and beat Limerick
1: in it. Yeah.
0: You know, that would probably stain the Limerick's performance in the sense that, you know, they've won the two and Kilkenny beat them and the last, you know.
1: Kilkenny beat them at 19 Kilkenny, and then they beat him again. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that is a serious driving force for Limerick. So that's a worrying thing for Kilkenny if we happen to pull off a victory against mm. Clare. Mm. That, you know, the last thing you want is a Limerick team going in with. Uh, a kind of an edge to try and beat you that they feel that they need to beat you. To, you know, they're so dominant already. Like and that's bring that back to the semi final again Galway this weekend, they don't really have that edge to beat Galway. Um you know Galway have been quite poor. They've lost a um a Leinster final. They struggled there for massive periods. If if Claire, if Cork had a hit fire in that first twenty minutes, they could have been six mm. seven points down. Instead there were three points up. And, you know, it, it could have been annihilation. So now they're sitting there in the final and it's not that they'll overlook it. Um, you know, people say that you take their eye off the ball, but you just don't have, they don't have that desire, I'd say, that drive mm-hmm. to go out and do it because there's no need for it. But
1: wouldn't it, If you had one wish, wouldn't it be unreal to Cody Shefton final again, <laughs> Galway and Kenny, <laughs> after everything that went on for uh, this year in the game so far? Like, wouldn't the hurling guys just looking down and say, we'll just make it a Kenny-Galway final and... How intriguing, that would be then.
2: Yeah, yeah, might be a third and fourth place playoff. I'd say at this stage, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, I, it, it's surprising. I suppose it's, a, it's, a, it's surprising to me when I think about it. Maybe or wh- wherever I can get closest to it is maybe a year where we beat Kilkenny in the quarter final or a semi final of a Leinster Championship. That's a success, maybe is a year for Wexford. But it's surprising that you know you're on this march towards the Ireland finals, and there's so much commentary about. Uh, about hurling, following that win at all costs mentality, but actually you get the sense that uh, all Irelands weren't necessarily the only story in town. Like you also, it was also important to be Tipperary, like or it was also important to be Kilkenny, or like that that, that battle, the, the battle of the neighbours, was kind of the, that was a, a big aside in 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 winning all Irelands.
0: Yeah, because it's it's not look, it's not about the medal, and you know. Let's say there was four Ireland's won there and, and in O nine, 9 um, there was late goals so you know I'm, I'm right on the border of Kilkenny of, uh, and Tip and uh, he'd always have a bit of crack with the guys in Tipperary and it always been you know over the years and still through work and different times you would come across them. but I suppose back then there was, felt, there was I think there was a penalty Richie Power and they were saying there was a soft penalty and do you know Tip felt they, they could have won that O nine 9 final quite easily mm-hmm. and didn't they come along and they did win 10 so if they won 11 as well that definitely took the gloss off Kilkenny let them have won what they've won before that mm. so Kilkenny probably came with fire in 11 as well that uh, you know that that was a uh, it's amazing to think it but after winning four Irelands, nearly winning the five in a row but if we'd have lost 11 I think it would have lost it off and it's the same for Limerick you know they're they're at this high peak there now at the moment but if they don't win this All Ireland you know, that will be something taken from you. Can never take a middle back, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's very easy then, you know, Galway were a team to put it up to him as well. Like So I said, go back to my earlier point be clear in a Munster final, beat Galway in a semi final, be Kilkenny in a final. That's the perfect thing to do for Limerick. Mm. That's the perfect three in a row. Sit down, relax.
2: Go on retire harder, enjoy, into the retire. sunset yeah. off you go on a cruise yeah. uh, 10, you win 10 and 11 what's 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 yeah what what are you looking forward to then like do you think that the, the last in 11 would you did, was there a chance and is that part of what Kilkenny are trying to do as well like is to make sure that you don't go on looking for a 4 in a row or like that that's the start of, of, of your drive like is that are you being kept down as much as possible as well? Whereas if you'd have won 10, then 11 on the back of it and all of a sudden you're going for a three in a row and there's a possibility with the calibre of players that you have of starting your own dynasty, Like, is that the fine lines of uh, of that? Like,
1: Yeah, like, I suppose we came, I suppose you can't really say we came close in 11 because we didn't perform at all in the final, I don't think. And um, But see that back home in Tipton, there's there's a lot made of Tip winning back-to-back. They haven't been able to do it since... 60s like I think when they last done back to back all Ireland so there was a bit mid of that now not us as players or at the time or as a panel or it was never mentioned but, but
2: But you'd know that it's being mentioned there was the, 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 the it, story of like yeah that you'd celebrate or that you'd fall out I don't know like it just seemed you couldn't knock something was getting in the way of knocking two three together like
1: Yeah and I don't know what, what it was you. which was, I said it wasn't really brought into the group mm. with us like it wasn't really mentioned again if you go do a media night or something before a game, it was always brought up or, you know, how much is it, how important is it for back-to-back or if you spoke about it? Like, I d- we never talked about, I don't know, Gene Kilkenny, if you were going for three in a row, he was a spoken of or, you know, but, like, but I don't think players think like that or, yeah, you know, you're you thinking, oh, what's coming ahead of you? And like in, in, in 2011, we weren't thinking, oh, I have to back-to-back, we have to back-to-back. You know, it was just kinda of like we're trying to do what we can this year, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never forget Jurlock Nan, meeting Jarlock Nan about twenty fifteen at a at a function. I remember he said to me, He says, For you to be considered a great team, you have to do back to back like and and I was like "It when it came to my head like, you know, that mm. but other people seem to think that's what you have to do, like and I suppose making it relevant now at the moment, you know, everyone, you know, and rightly so Kilkenny or that team that g played in that one, four in a row, probably regarded as the greatest team of all time. And I'd say Limerick are probably eyeing that mantle at the moment. They're probably saying, yeah. you know, for us to be considered a great, now we'll have to do the three in a row, you know, to be considered great along with that Kilkenny team. So, uh, you know, I think that's, at the moment, that's that's probably there what we're silently aiming for. Yeah. And um, I think people, all of us, <coughs> looking out, looking in from the outside, are probably saying to ourselves as well that you know, for them to be considered great, they'll have to do three in a row and I think they'll, rel- they'll relish the opportunity coming down in the next two or three weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the two uh, semifinals are, yeah, are, are what we're here for. But it is interesting, I suppose, as a Wexford man and as a Wexford hurler, like thinking about the young fellow who would just be thinking about trying to perform and maybe trying to beat Kilkenny or win a Leinster Championship or, you know, you didn't, you didn't care who you were playing against. You just, you'd taking a lot against anybody. Like, you know... Um, to, to Yeah, to hear I suppose the insights of what the inner workings of Tipperary and Kilkenny and uh, what that I suppose the importance of legacy and that's definitely something that Limerick are striving to protect as well. So that's all we've time for here with the two lads. Um, we'll, yeah, we're yeah we looking forward to the two semi-finals. We'll be back here next Monday for that but for now we're going to be joined coming in from Antrim with Neil McManus. How are we getting on Neil? Hi hey General, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, looking forward to the games at the weekend uh, down up here in Dublin in studio. Good to be good to be here. Get out of West Kerry for for the day. Uh, it's nice to be on the computer and not have two children hanging out of me shoulders. Um, how's life up in Cushendall these days? Yeah, it was good.
3: Um, just as you as you well know, have visited The Place kind of comes alive <laughs> at, at summertime. So uh, we're, it certainly uh, came
2: alive to... that night. Anyway. <laughs> My God! I'd say everywhere
3: comes alive whenever you visit. Gizzy.
2: Uh, my, the burning question uh, that I had when I was coming up, thinking about chatting to you, was uh, how much you miss Shane McNaughton.
3: I, I he's, he's missed. I miss him a, a, a lot, obviously. But he's missed in the village too. He's great. Craig actually was on route over uh, to a wake in Ballycastle uh, two evenings ago, when he rang and. Me and one of my other pals, Seamus in Cambridge, uh, where we had an absolute riot for twenty minutes just with Shane letting us know how he was getting on in New York for, for, for the drive over to Ballycastle. So I only miss but he's uh, he's he's uh, playing his own furrow there and uh, putting a lot of a lot of work into the acting and so hopefully it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be something that becomes very fruitful for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it can be very hard to tell from the outside. When, yeah, with, with with acting, maybe with all the creative arts, in some respects. But it's a uh, like how is it? How is it held in cushion All Like to see, like, is it a pride or is it a, a lament that he's not still here and still involved? Or yeah, how do they view uh, Shane's transition to New York life and acting?
3: I just sheen being the character that he is, I don't think anybody would be, you know, massively surprised that he would take on a challenge like that. Um, I yeah. think everybody just just is hopeful that it will be successful for him. Really, you know, that's it because he's he's so well liked in Antrim, and obviously especially in the lands of Antrim. and he's such a good character that I think everybody would kind of have a feeling that it will work out for him. He, he it will come good for him because. He's, he's one of those characters that, uh, you know, he, he brings life to whatever he does and he's he's great fun to be around. And, you know, I think that if he gets the right opportunity, I'm, I'm certain he'll take it. He'll do yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Asher, look, at it's a pleasure to even talk about the fella history. Yeah, yeah, we had a great night, uh, the three of us and, and plenty more. Besides, looking back in at, at Antrim's year, you've obviously made huge strides forward Um well, I think yeah, I'm assuming that's what you'd call them anyway, Neil. What is it like? I mean, looking forward even to the the senior the senior finals um, at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Having had the year that you've had, and going in the direction now that Antrim hurling is going in, can you kind of sit back in the sofa now and enjoy the games and not be kind of concerned and worried about where you're going? That there's a, just more hope and more positivity towards it.
3: I think two two things that were really important for Antrim this year were uh, getting back into the Leinster round robin because the year that we did qualify for it, obviously COVID impacted it, so we didn't get the round robin games. So we we just got the one knockout uh, Leinster championship game, which was that was a big disappointment. Um, but the you know next year, Antrim will play in the Leinster round robin, have those five really high quality games. So it was great to get back in into the Leinster round robin, and also it was really important that they maintained their Division One status in the league as well, because you know that's to to become comfortable playing at that top level, you've got to be doing it day in, day out, and that that, that group of players under half currently are very, very capable of of living in that environment. So those those two uh, those two points were were something that we did concentrate on quite a bit, and we you know. It's very yeah. important, Donal, that we're playing, you know, Liam McCarthy hurling next year, along with the Division One league games. But at the same time, you know, I'll be watching the games, thinking, like, we missed out, we missed an opportunity. Like we had, we had Cork and Corrigan, and it's not, it's not very, uh, it's not very uh, often we have that sort of opportunity. And you know, if we could have been a little bit better on the day, I think there was an opportunity to get something out of that game. Mm-hmm.
2: So other people are thinking that Antrim did well to come so close to Cork, whereas you're thinking you're a little bit like William Wallace in Braveheart. You're like, we'll invade England. You're you're, you're going the other way. Like you're like, no, no, we're disappointed not to be in another final. <laughs> don't mind, <laughs> don't mind not pulling it off against Cork. Which yeah, maybe says about a lot about where your attitude is at the moment.
3: Yeah, I I think. Uh- I think I'd be speaking for a lot of the panel whenever I say that we yeah, yeah. we didn't do ourselves justice that day against Cork. You know, we, we we weren't really we we weren't really good. Effort and intensity were good, and um, that's one thing that that has developed really well. Like, everyone put a shift in every time you go to, you, you, you go out now, and we just we just didn't execute very well. You know, I missed a couple of really handy opportunities myself. We, we missed a few frees. We gave away two goals in defence, really, and, and we gave them away. You know, and it's quite—it was quite unluckiest, to be honest. So uh, there was there was without doubt an opportunity to win that game, and you know you, you got to take those opportunities when they come, and, and we didn't. And we allowed Cork to become comfortable then in the second half, and uh, you know we were only one point up at half time and it, that really needed to be six, seven, eight points to, to have Cork under pressure and to make them do things that they don't usually do.
2: Yeah, yeah, it hurts so well, but to only be one up, it uh, wasn't maybe reflective, and that's where it falls down then, because they get, get, they get the sniff, like, you know, they have a belief that, oh, well, look, at this is just going to follow... The age-old pattern of you know the 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 challengers giving everything that they have and then you know inevitably run out of steam, which for you is kind of a frustrating way to for it to have gone because you felt you had a greater opportunity. What what about um I I I read a quote and I was wondering what where where you lie on it um I think it was from Shane McGrath and he was talking about Antrim now having the hurling elites respect and I was wondering. I suppose how much you care about that, um, how much of a driving force is it? Is there a desire to be part of a top table, or are you just very focused at the moment on driving yourselves on, irrespective of what anybody else thinks about that?
3: I, I, I personally don't care what anybody really outside of us thinks about us. Um, you know, it's nice whenever people say nice things about you know the county that you're that you're from, but like we're the only thing you can concentrate on is yourself and your team. And, you know, we can just focus on trying to improve constantly. And there's a good, there's a good, uh, there's a good attitude about the panel. Um, They want to be competing at the top table. They want to be, you know, playing those big games all the time. There's a real thirst there for that, from, from that group. And they're, they're pretty young in fairness. It's a, it's an ambitious group. Um, and it's nice when, when, you know, somebody is decorated as Shane McGrath, um, you know, pays Antrim her in a compliment, but you can't get caught up because, you know, if you, if you listen to all the media, I'm sure, there was, I'm sure there's similar uh, commentary that Antrim are still maybe way off the piece and things like that. So you, you can't yeah. really be uh, taken too much from, you know, the, the journalism side of things.
2: What has Darn Gleason brought to Antrim um and I suppose I would preface that a little bit with like the the, the journey that you're on with darn at the moment the trajectory that you're on with darren at the moment are you keen to like bring in more or do you trust in the evolution as it is now
3: um darn's put a brilliant uh kind of background team in place obviously he's very driven and he's a very committed guy himself but he's he's brought in a lot of a lot of expertise you know our strength and conditioning coach is phenomenal the guy Brendan Murphy you know Johnny Campbell who, who does our coaching's top class you know and we're very very lucky to have that um, and I think the way we are prepared for games now the way we're prepared for training sessions has changed hugely under under Darn's uh, management and you know it's great to be part of that. You know, if players want to you know, if they want to be getting to the highest level they possibly can and Darn's changed the level that Under operate at. That's there's no two ways about that.
2: How are you enjoying your Hurling at the moment? What what age are you now, Neil? Thirty four. Thirty four. How's it? How how are you enjoying it?
3: I love it. Um I wouldn't be doing it. Otherwise, and I think that's that's the bit you have to realise. I think yourself is that nobody should be doing this because the commitment level is it's it's big. So you got to be loving it to want to do it. And do you ever
2: try and get that across to the to the younger fellas? Like, is it something that comes in with age? Like I, I often felt looking back in maybe when I'd finished, and I think you're, you're in a, you know in a luckier stage where you have a lot of experience gained, and I think. Uh, a lot of a lot of wisdom gained as well, uh, I'd say with, with a wry smile. But you you certainly have, and you're trying to communicate to fellas like I often felt with 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 fellas on the Wexer panel. I was like, do you have you answered the question of why you're doing this? Like, because there's a lot of talk about sacrifice, and it seems training seems to be a bit of a pain in the hole for you, and you don't seem to be too happy. It's like you're choosing to do this. Are you, is it because you want to do it? Is it because you love it, or is it because you know you're the son of a great player, or because your community expects you to play, or like, have you answered that burning question for yourself?
3: So I, I know, like, I I know exactly why I play, um and why I love to be part of the whole um, rich hurling tapestry that's that, that that's part of the Glens of Antrim where I'm from Cushendale and Cushendall and Antrim uh, as a, as a whole, and we do, I, I think. You know, there's, there's definitely, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a mentality in Antrim where we're very, very proud to be representing them because there's been a whole lot of hard times for Antrim um, mm. for for generations, and there's been different struggles and a little bit forgotten about at times from the powers that be as well. And like yeah. I, I know that Ireland means so much to. My family, I mean, so much to the community that I'm from that there's there's no there's there's no greater feeling than representing those people, and I, I I've been so fortunate and so lucky to be able to do it for as long as I have that I, I probably couldn't enjoy it anymore. Actually, I absolutely love it, and you know I don't look forward to it when I'm not able to do it. Um, I think that, that'll leave a big void in my life but more so <laughs> yeah so You're not getting to, you know, represent your your village and your county and the people that have done so much for me through the years and i have no problem speaking about that. I think you get a bit more probably honest whenever you're older and you know, you don't care if you don't look cool in the changing room about what you speak about and things like that. So I think the boys in our changing room you know, at our club and and with, with Allen both know that very passionate about it, about what I do and why why I do it. And they are probably, I'd say they're receptive enough of that in fairness, even though they're all, you know, quite a bit younger in some cases.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so as well. Um, I guess they're they're, they're definitely, has always felt to me in in our dealings uh, an an integrity and a joy in how you speak about the game. And I certainly felt when I was up there that maybe I had envisage something of um, a defiance or like playing hurling was within uh, the confines of a political environment as, as a kind of a statement but actually when i went up into it uh, i don't think i was i don't think i've been to very many places where there was such a joyful celebration of uh, of the game from the community, um, and it was a yeah, it was a real, it was a real pleasure, it was a real pleasure to be up there. I was in esteemed company. Um, the games of the weekend, how do you see them going? Um,
3: I, I think Limerick will be too strong for Galway. Just uh, like I think they are, they they are still just. A little bit better than everybody else. I don't yeah. think any teams ever as as far beyond everyone as we think, and I don't think the chasing pack are ever as far behind as as what we make out to when a team is winning. Because obviously Limerick have just got over the line in the monster final against Clare, mm. but they are. I think they're operating at a different level than Galway. To be honest, I don't think yeah. Galway yeah. are. Yeah, likewise. I think I think Galway missed you, and that's. You know, yeah, I,
2: I couldn't agree more. I think they're a little bit, directionally a little bit lost without him.
3: Yeah, but even if you look back at the game last year, like, Joe nearly pulled him back into the Waterford game by himself. You know, he, mm. he made the goal. He, he the last Pog out that it rained down, it was, it was hit on top of Joe Cannon. He caught it and he, he moved in with it and, you know, took a score. Like, he was still the go-to man last season. So it's, it's no... It's no slight on Galway that they haven't been able to, you know, fully replace Joe Canning. Nobody, nobody could have done it. No county could have yeah. done it. Um, but so I just, I think they're, you know, we'll take somebody. And I know Conor Kenny's, he is, you know, becoming more prominent with each game, and he may take on that mantle. But I, I think uh, it's going to be a year and maybe another season before somebody grows into that that level of leadership and that level of responsibility taker on, on that team. Yeah. Um, and Limerick are Limerick can, can hurt you from everywhere. You know, you almost need to man Mark Jeremy Burns at wing back, like it's crazy the <laughs> level that it's if you can keep the two points
2: they're doing well, like
3: Yeah, exactly. And so I think I think Limerick will beat Galway. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to to the Clare and Kilkenny game and it's funny. you know, I was standing outside the, the corner shop, the shop with Millsheen and Kishendal and like we were talking to a couple of older lads um, about the All-Ireland and who would have won it, and nobody was talking about Kilkenny. It, it was oh almost my. it was almost hilarious that, you know, there's four teams left in Ireland and nobody's talking about Kilkenny, who have more All-Ireland's won than anybody. So uh, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Kilkenny are the team that could, could you know, beat I know They did it in the semi-final three years ago. Uh, was that now. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if... F Kilkenny were able to get to the final and beat and beat Limerick. You know, it's even though I know I know they're 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 not the team that they were, but they're still they're still so dogged. They're they're so passionate. They go out, they give it everything every time they play. Clare have been phenomenal. Clare Clare were so unlucky not to get over the line. I think they've had you know two draws and a defeat in extra time with their last three games to Limerick. And Limerick are who you judge yourself against now. So Clare definitely have taken that. That position of number two um this this season but Beware of the Kenny. That's why I would say that anybody from like you can't you, write him, can write, him, write well.
2: him off at your peril, man. That's always the way, isn't it? Listen, Neil, that's all we have time for, man. I could, I could, uh, I could stay with that image for an awful lot longer of the fewe at the corner shopping cushion doll chatting about who's going to win the All Ireland. If ever there's a pristine view of doll for me, that's definitely it. Listen, thanks very much for joining joining us. We'll uh, we'll chat to you again. That's all we have time for for the moment. But we'll be back next week to. Yeah to look back on What's going to be A brilliant weekend of Hurling And we'll know Who's down to the last two And uh, and who, Yeah who's going to be That step closer To lifting the Lee McCarthy Goera maa you You're listening to The GAA Hour With Dermid Ling On Sports Joe Donald Donovan Is the left cornerback He hits it He hits it wow. It's over the bar
3: Oh Holy Moses What a match There's been a missing person in Cael for 81 long years. Well
2: today, that person has been found alive and well, and that person's name is Liam McCarthy.
3: They know as much about serious level sport as I know about the sleeping habits of the Ayatollah.
2: There's a a streaker on the ground now. He must be a Kilkenny man because he's quite happy with the situation right now.